Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Drew Grimaldi podcast. Uh, we got a lot to talk about tonight. The world still getting crazier, more dangerous every day. But I want to start out first with um, the economy, right? I've brought it up in other episodes, other podcasts, where Joe Biden has not only destroyed the economy, but in doing so, he's actually destroyed the U.S. dollar a million times faster than he did the economy. And the Democrats' policies are so bad for business, they've always been bad for business. These people, they, they deal in emotions, right? Their emotional IQ is, like, bad, right? Because they just, everything is a reaction based on emotion versus sitting there and making a smart, educated decision. So that's where a lot of the Democrat policy comes from. It's all garbage. They know they can't win on policy. They know they can't win on statistics and facts. So that's why they censor and uh, try to put their, their leading political opponent in jail. The type of shit we haven't seen since Hitler. Now, that being said, well, it happens around the world, but probably, you know, dictatorish type things. <laughs> but... It's, uh, it's just been insane to me. So I wanted to start out with the economy. So Kevin O'Leary was on uh, CNN, and uh, there's all these fucking liberals around, and they're all just kind of looking at him like, oh, <laughs> it was Caitlin Collins, the one that did the first Trump uh, town hall debate or town hall on CNN, and everybody said she was terrible. She was awful. She tried to fact check the president right there on the spot. And she was just flat out wrong. It's like, like you sit there and you look at it as an educated person. You're like, how did people like that get a job other than her face and her looks and maybe her body, which are still, in my idea, marginally attractive. But my point is this. The economy is bad. And uh, Democrat cities, states, they are the worst for business, period. This is Kevin O'Leary from the Shark Tank. Check this one out. Mm -hmm. So we have Kevin O'Leary. That's it. We, Uninvestable. We some pushback from our, our elected officials in New York on that. I was going to say Kathy Hochul. Yeah. But I'll debate it, them any time of the day you want. Uh, we would love to stuff that. AOC, she's great at killing jobs. She kills jobs by the thousands. You know another New Jersey problem? Where did Amazon take their jobs? They took them away from her. She threatened to sue them if they created jobs. I'm, I'm really, though, she did. She threatened to sue these people if they... <laughs> it's insane. These Democrats hate our country. And even on an emotional level, a lot of their decisions, you sit there and you're like, what the fuck? That doesn't make sense. You know? Like, closing the southern border. Protecting our border. So we don't let terrorists in or people that that want to hurt the United States. The Biden regime, after taking all this money from China and all these countries that hate us, they open up the border and they're letting all these people in. We've never been in a worse position. And people are starting to figure it out, right? People are starting to figure it out. Check this one out. We got uh, this here for you. Hang on. There we go. Don't, don't run. run. 
He's going to make a kill, bring their ass over here and start building them desks and stuff in America because he's going to make America great again. Let's go, Donald Trump. I mean, it really is. I mean, the tide is just turning so quickly. And I knew it was going to happen because what you had is you literally had two side-by-side -side comparisons. You get Democrat policies and you get Republican policies. The Republican policies gave us one of the best economies that we've had in probably 50 years. And then after that, Joe Bryden, he set us back so much and he just keeps hurting us because he does not give a shit about anybody except for his, his, his son and their crackheads. And they're just trying to cover it up. I literally think that's the only reason he's running again in 2024 is because he doesn't want to go to jail. But um, it's just wild to me because you have uh, Biden, who is not only the worst president that we've ever had, but he's also um, extreme I mean, and corrupt. But He's fucking losing his mind. And it's so insulting to the American people to even put this guy in front of them. Check this one out. This is insane. And there's not a whole lot about boy saves dog as he swims in the lake, you know, to say, you know, it's about, you know, somebody pushed the dog in the lake. I mean, I, I, I get it, but... I mean, it's scary because he essentially just did the exact same thing that Mitch McConnell did, just froze up. So I'm curious, like, what's going on, right? It is the age. But there's a lot of people out there pointing out the differences. If you look at pictures of Joe Biden when he was running with, with uh, Obama, he looks a hell of a lot different. He doesn't even look like the same person anymore. And, you know, it's just, it's just crazy to me. and so i tell you the tide's turning but uh at what point are the democrats going to say enough is enough i mean it's just so bad on so many on so many different levels but people are starting to come forward and check out this one this one i thought was really good too this guy right here hang on where's my son Asking you a serious question, not the slightest. Well, that's that's pretty sad, ma'am. That really is, and it really shows who your allegiances are to. It really does. And as somebody who served this country myself, I want to make a comment about something that one of my colleagues who just left the room said. You know, he made a reference to the former president of the United States and his family, and their known business dealings in China and other places. You know, I found it interesting because one of the biggest differences between the Trump family and their foreign business dealings and the Biden family and their foreign business dealings is that the Trump family actually owns businesses. They actually own hotels and resorts, okay? Pretty stark difference from what we're learning, what many of us knew and now we're actually learning as the, as the oversight, oversight and judiciary, judiciary committee actually, actually get, get to, to uh, bring, bring in, in 
witnesses. You know, the sad thing is for everybody in this room, everybody in this room, everybody in this town, everybody in this country knows that if the FBI and our DOJ had the type of damning information, hard evidence, bank records, etc., on the money laundering that this president, his family have been up to the last couple years, and their names were Eric and Don Jr., we wouldn't even be having this hearing. You know why? They'd be in jail. And this is exactly the type of thing I was talking about, Ms. Murphy. And this is exactly why so many of your colleagues have had enough, and they've become whistleblowers. Ms. Murphy, what do you think about that? So many of your colleagues have had enough. What do you think about the whistleblowers that just said, I can't do it anymore? I can't cover for the organization, the institution that I work for because I didn't swear an oath to them. I actually swore an oath to the United States and the Constitution. What do you think about that, ma'am? Do you feel like they betrayed the institution? Or are you glad that they're up here? Sir, I appreciate the question. Um, you know, I am, I'm proud and I'm happy that we live in a country where there's whistleblower protection acts and that people can come forward when they think things have done, been done incorrectly. You know, like I support the FBI. I think the FBI does amazing work. You know, ma'am, I think they do do some amazing work too. But I think we both know that it's, its reputation is massively tarnished. And I think we're both glad that we have whistleblower provisions in this country. But I think if we weren't, you weren't under oath and we weren't wearing these clothes and in this room right now and we were having a private conversation, I sure hope there's part of you that is embarrassed and disgusted with what the FBI has been up to. And I know the American people are. I mean, look at, look at the movies growing up. You guys are in like every movie is the hero. When, when you were a little girl and you were watching movies growing up, did you notice that? that those, those cool blue jackets with the bright yellow lettering, the FBI on it. Did, was, that pretty, was that pretty cool watching those movies growing up and those TV shows and now getting to work for this organization? It's amazing to work for this organization. Yes, sir. Yeah. Is there a part of you, though, is there a part of you, though, that feels torn, ma'am, like, like the whistleblowers that are coming up here now in droves that just say, I can't, I can't do it anymore. I didn't swear an oath to the FBI. Is there a part of you that feels torn or not at all? Ma'am, I'm asking you a serious question. Sir, I'm very proud to work for the FBI. I think I stated that. I, I know you are. That's not what I asked you, ma'am. I asked you if you feel torn. Not at the least. Not the slightest. Wow. That's, that's pretty sad, ma'am. That really is. And it really shows who your allegiances are to. It really does. And as somebody who served this country myself, and comes, I come from a very proud unit, the SEAL teams, I know that my allegiances are not to NSW, Naval Special Warfare. They're not to a SEAL team. And I am glad. I am so proud that we have men and women who see their oath to this country and they said, I can't do it anymore. I'm going to go try and straighten this out so that the organization that I love can maybe, just maybe, be turned around 
quit being a partisan tool and actually protect the American people, which it clearly is not doing right now. Thank you. I yield back my time. Yield. Oh, probably. I thought that was great, though. I mean, just fantastic. He he laid it all out there, and that's the problem: is that the FBI needs to accept accountability for what they did. But we live in this world now where there's no accountability. Oh, that happened. Well, those were a couple bad agents. Oh, that was so and so. It happened under your watch. You should be held accountable for it. The fact is, is that right now the FBI is going after teachers or is going after parents at teachers meetings because of the shit that these that the Democrats and this LBGTQ cult pushes on everybody that maybe people don't want to have their kids be confronted and sexualized at such a young age or have them talk about sex. I mean, it's disgusting that we actually have to have this conversation because I know growing up, maybe even 10 years ago, we wouldn't even be having this discussion. You wouldn't be saying, oh yeah, Bill Billy wants to cut his fucking nuts off because he thinks he's a girl. You'd say, no, Billy, you're a confused little fuck. Why don't you go grab a football? But that's the problem. These people, they don't like traditional values. So as conservatives, that's what we are trying to conserve. We are trying to conserve our, our traditions, our values, and everything that makes this country great. Now, this next one here is uh, an older clip, but uh, still, nonetheless, absolutely hilarious. This was Trump from uh, 2016. Check this one out. One of the things people love about you is you speak your mind and you don't use a politician's filter. However, that is not without its downsides, in particular when it comes to women. You've called women you don't like fat pigs, dogs, slobs, and disgusting animals. Your Twitter account Only Rosie O'Donnell. But you see, the man gets it, right? He understands what the American dream is. He understands what America is and the promise that we've made to Americans and to the rest of the world. People wave the American flag in other countries to show that they want freedom. And right now, the Biden regime and Democrats, they are offended they get offended by the American flag. They say that the American flag has become a extremist symbol. Now, I can't believe again that we even have to have the discussion that if you serve a country, right? Like if you work for a company, you're gonna wanna do what's best for that company, right? If you work on something or anything like that you want to do if you serve this country you want to serve this country but the problem is is that democrats have been just lying to the people for so long and they've had the media lie for them and there are people out there that legitimately think 
that the 2020 election was the most secure. And where is CNN and MSNBC and all these bullshit propaganda channels when it comes to the 10,000 fraudulent voter registration that was dropped in in Muskegon, Michigan? There were over 10,000. This woman brings in. So one of the clerks goes, that's a little fishy, and calls the state police. The state police comes out and investigates it, ends up arresting the woman. But listen to this. They tip off the FBI saying that they think that there might be more to this, that it might be a national ballot fraud type deal, operation. And the FBI said, no, we're not even going to look into it. We have teachers that we need to go look into. We ha- or parents that we need to go look into. We have Catholics that are that we need to go keep an eye on because they're so, so damn extreme. That's that's the problem. I mean, they they have become so so woke, and the rest of the world <clears throat> they look at us like we're fucking crazy because this whole LBGTQ cult. And the chopping off a kid's nuts and balls, brass, whatever. I mean, I, it's something that you cannot believe that we're having this discussion. It's the same thing with America First, like I was just talking about. You sit there and you say, I am the leader of America. Why would I not want to put America and Americans first? But that is exactly what it does not seem. It seems like it's America last. And the Americans... We have this weight of the damn world on our shoulders because we are getting taxed for property tax, income tax, sales tax, um, the death tax, and if you inherit anything, a gift tax. But it's just so, it's gotten so bad that, uh, and it's so weird that we want to give all, with just making it so tough for Americans that we want to take all this money and put more pressure on them and send it over to other countries that chant death to America, like give them to Iran, you know? And they'd say, well, we're giving this money to Iran, you know, for for humanitarian purposes. It's like, what? So there's a sickness that goes on. And, I, and I've said it, that liberalism is a mental disorder. Um, and uh, I truly believe that. Uh, but check this out. This is a guy from uh, from from Africa, and he's going to tell us. Detroit on the west side. America right now comes to Tanzania, comes to Ghana, comes to Zambia with 16 million. And guess what? 16 million only for Zambia. 16 million. Ask me, what is it for? What is it for? For human rights. Across the river, China and Russia coming to South Africa. Ask me for what? For what? For a military training and skills sharing of security. So the Americans are more interested in a transgender, homosexual agenda around the world. They will invest their money and give you money to protect human rights. Russia and China are coming with weapons and militarization strategies so that we can protect ourselves. So I want to say this very loud and clear to the Americans. Continue on your transgender agenda. Stay there. Leave us to do politics on the other side. And that's the memo. The rest of the world looks at like us like we're fucking nuts. And the fact of the matter is, it's just like any group of people that the American is represented by the people that you see out, you know, the flamers that you see out on the West Coast, you know, these rich 
hoity-toity people in the East. You know, but I'd take the East over the West any day. But New York, I would. I mean, I stay the hell out of liberal cities because they just don't like me. But I just think it's wild that, you know, we just keep pushing this ideology. Why? You know what I mean? Why? Why are we pushing this, right? Like, they, they make up 15% of the population. And we seem to fucking give a shit about them more than everybody else. I don't know who needs to hear this, but being gay does not make you special, okay? It doesn't make you cool. It's not a cool thing. I don't care, but you know what? If you're born that way, I don't give a shit. That's fine. But if you're like one of those flamboyant ones, oh my God, save it. Keep your shit. It's fucking annoying. But, you know, that's part of it. The West, in, in a previous podcast, I showed that uh, a guy that was talking about how, um, it, was, it was a Muslim guy, but he was talking about how the West sexualizes children from such a young age um, and does all of this. But um, child trafficking has been at an all-time high um, in our country so far um, since the Bidens took office. Um, and it, it goes to just show you, but... And that's not to say, oh, you know, the Bidens are pedophiles, because they probably are. But his policies have des definitely exacerbated Can I just start with you? You testified a moment ago to Senator Butler that every child gets a Know Your Rights presentation. Is that correct? That is correct. Is that before or after you release them to labor traffickers? Senator, every child that comes into our care gets a Know Your Rights presentation as well as... Have you read these New York Times reports, these stories, the series of stories the New York Times has done on the children who are in your care? Have you read them? Yes, I have. Have you read that children are scrubbing dishes, they are operating heavy machinery, they are delivering meals, they are harvesting coffee, they are working construction, they are working as housekeepers, they are working overnight shifts at plants where they are not paid, they are not going to school, they are not cared for, they are not giving meals, almost all of it illegally. Are you aware of that? That's a yes or no? Yes. Do the Know Your Rights presentation help them in those situations? Senator ORR. Uh, That's a yes or no, I think. Do you really think that you're helping these children by releasing them to labor traffickers and, yes, sex traffickers? 85,000 children whom you have no contact with, and your answer is we gave them a presentation before we turned them over to these people who are exploiting them on a scale not seen in this country for a hundred years, a century. A century. It's a disgrace in the United States of America. Let me ask you this. You did a, an audit, I noticed, where you gave yourself a clean bill of health. So just, just tell me this. Do you require sponsors to document their relationship with the child? Senator, we have a thorough vetting process. Do you require sponsors to document their relationship with the child? Yes, we go through No, you do not. You, you do not. Have you read the Senate's Permanent Subcommittee on Investigations reports on your office? There was one in 2016. There was one in 2018. There was one in 2020. There was one in 2022. Spanning administrations 
What they found is you do not require sponsors to document their relationship with the child. You release them anyway. What about background checks? Do you require background checks on all adults in the household? In cases where the child is being released to their parents, we do not require um, background checks. But, Senator, I would Do, do you really require background checks on all adults in the household in any case? Yes, in some cases we do. How, what percentage of cases do you do background checks on the adults in the household? I, I don't have that number. Yeah. Do you do home visits in all cases? You can actually see where these children are, are being released, who you, whose care you're putting them in? We do not do home visits in all cases. Senator, I'd really what like the opportunity fuck? to talk about what we are doing. Oh my I know God. what you're doing, and it's, it's incredibly and totally inadequate. And we can read about it in the New York Times. Let me, since you say you've read it, let's talk a little bit about that New York Times report, if we could. Here's a quote from the April 17th installment. Again and again, veteran government staffers and outside contractors told HHS, including reports that reached the secretary, that children appeared to be at risk. Did you warn the secretary that children were at risk? Senator, I'm in regular contact with the secretary. And Did you warn him that children were at risk? Safety and well-being of children is our top priority. Did you warn him that children were at risk? I'm not going to get into the conversations I've had. You're here and you're under oath, and this is an oversight hearing. And we need to know what you're doing, because you're manifestly not doing your job. Did you warn him that children were at risk? Do you believe that children are at risk? Let's start with that. Yes. Okay. Did you warn the secretary? Senator, I'm not going to get into the specifics of my conversation, but I would like the opportunity. Why wouldn't to talk you warn the secretary that children were at risk? I would like the opportunity to talk about what we. Let's are look at what the secretary, the secretary said, said to you. The other one, James. Yeah, that one. At least five HHS staff members said they were pushed out after raising concerns about child safety. Mr. Becerra, the secretary, told the ORR director, that's you, right? that if she could not increase the number of discharges, he would find someone who could. And then he went on to say that if Henry Ford had run his plants like this, he would never have become famous and rich. This is not the way you do an assembly line. Get the kids out, run them through, get them out to those sponsors, those traffickers. Why didn't you resign when he said this? Do you think that this is morally acceptable? Nobody resigns in the Biden regime. Senator. I joined ORR in September of 2022. I believe that was reported prior to my arrival, but I cannot speak This is from the article this year. I can't speak to what the secretary. Do you think that this is acceptable to run, to, to run ORR like an assembly line and to release these children to traffickers? I do not run ORR like an assembly line. The safety and well-being of children is our top concern. And by Plainly not. Plainly, it is not your top concern because you have managed to lose 85,000 of them. And the Times knows where they are, or two-thirds of them, and they're with labor traffickers. It's unbelievable. Let me just ask you this. How many kids right now, the 430,000 approximately, unaccompanied children across the border under this administration? It's an astounding number. How many are you in regular contact with right now? Senator, we have a number of different providers across the country. But what's the number? What's the number? How many of you are you in? You said child welfare is your top concern. What's the number? 
I don't have the specific number. How can you not know? Because Why would you come to this hearing and not know? Um, respectfully, if you would like us to provide comprehensive case management to children, after they're released from our care, so we can... Respectfully, I would like you to do your job and not release children to human traffickers. Respectfully, that's what I would like. I'd like you not facilitate the largest child trafficking ring in American history. Let's go! You know, but that's what we, as conservatives, are fighting for. We're fighting to take care of people. These people should not be here to begin with, right? But they know damn well that if they send a kid over the border that doesn't have parents, that the United States is going to go, oh, we're not going to turn him away. So we have all these fucking kids now that are coming into the United States. And they don't have any parents. They don't have anything. It's just them. What do you think the United States does with them? Well, that's what they do with them. The United States has a human trafficking problem. And funny enough, Joe Bryven's son, Hunter, was actually almost charged. The FBI said that he was doing trafficking. Hmm. It's disgusting the world that we live in. Um, it really is. But I'm going to uh, show you this one here. This is pretty funny. Um, so Biden gets uh, gets ousted by the teleprompter yet again. Check this out. I asked the press to, to leave. Thank you for coming in. <laughs> he just read it. Hang on, watch this one again. He, he just read it. Politely asked the press to, to leave. Politely read Thank you for coming. Oh, that's a fucking disgrace. I mean, are you fucking kidding me? How in the hell does, does that even... Does that even work? I don't. Wow. So, I'll leave you with this one here, um, because it's so important that people understand this and this concept, especially what's going on right now around the world, especially with the um, Israeli-Palestinian uh, conflict. But this one's a very interesting one. I want you to hear this. One second. Oh, I'm clicking on wrong stuff. Here we go. With my answer. There are 1.2 billion Muslims in the world today. Of course not all of them are radicals. The majority of them are peaceful people. The radicals are estimated to be between 15 to 25 percent according to all intelligence services around the world. That leaves 75% of them peaceful people. But when you look at 15 to 25% of the world Muslim population, you're looking at 180 million to 300 million people dedicated to the destruction of Western civilization. That is as big of the United States. So why should we worry about the radicals 15 to 25%? Because it is the radicals that kill. Because it is the radicals that behead and massacre. When you look throughout history, when you look at all the lessons of history, most Germans were peaceful, yet the Nazis drove the agenda. And as a result, 60 million people died, almost 14 million in concentration camps, 6 million were Jews. The peaceful majority were irrelevant. When you look at Russia, most Russians were peaceful as well. Yet the Russians were able to kill 20 million people. The peaceful majority were irrelevant.
When you look at China, for example, most Chinese were peaceful as well. Yet the Chinese were able to kill 70 million people. The peaceful majority were irrelevant. When you look at Japan prior to World War II, most Japanese were peaceful as well. Yet Japan was able to butcher its way across Southeast Asia, killing 12 million people, mostly killed with bayonets and shovels. The peaceful majority were irrelevant. On September 11th in the United States, we had 2.3 million Arab Muslims living in the United States. It took 19 hijackers, 19 radicals to bring America down to its knees, destroy the World Trade Center, attack the Pentagon, and kill almost 3,000 Americans that day. The peaceful majority were irrelevant. So for all our powers of reasons and us talking about moderate and peaceful Muslims, I'm glad you're here. But where are the others speaking out? And since you are the only Muslim representative... Yeah, she deserves a huge standing O for that one. Because, um, yeah, but she just laid out a bunch of history for these people. And Democrats and the, the modern day liberal, they hate history. In fact, they're trying to erase it. That's why they're trying to get rid of all the Confederate statues. And they're trying to erase history because they hate America and they hate American history. And that's what I got for you tonight. Got the, the Lions coming up here. Go Lions. Uh, keep the faith. God bless. Get out there and talk shit to a liberal today. Appreciate you guys.